Let's wow. go. Let's do this. Do I do it? Yeah. Sure? Yeah, I really oh, do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, come oh, on, Charles. Oh. We're trying to get this. <laughs> ah! It's time for the June 27th, 2014 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a trigger-warning-free interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. You know, I've got some sweet news today. Wow. That's right, Mahler. Sweet news. Did you add something to that riff there at the end? That sounded different tonight. Yeah, I was doing a little. You yeah, know, you did a little something extra there. Action there. You threw in a little. I like Shut that. Shut up, Mahler. Shut up. God. Sweet news. Okay, good. So researchers have found that taste related metaphors such as sweet. Yeah. Actually engage the emotional centers of the brain more than literal, wor- literal words such as kind that have the same meaning. So, in other words, taxpayer money went into paying researchers at some university to tell people to quantify the fact that we react using metaphors diff- moves mm. people mm. when when liberal arts people have known this for centuries <laughs> but you, you get the bean pickers to figure it out mm. and it's news wow yeah so the, if you yeah well we at least we know now you, see all the liberal arts people you know? no you've known no, for no, centuries no. listen listen liberal arts people feel that it's true now we you know, that's BS. That is pure BS. Okay, why? You know it's... If, <laughs> know if you're it's sitting true. in a room and, 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 a, and a woman says, you know, you're kind, Mike. You go, oh, okay. If she says you're sweet... We're sweet. That yeah, you that, know what you get. Yeah. You know what you yeah, get. That's <laughs> she has a rhetorical advantage at that point. Fossilized feces at a 50,000-year-old site is shattering the long-held belief that Neanderthals only ate meat. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They ate poo. No, that's not true. They they actually broke up. You know how they do with poo. They kind of pick. If you take your dog in yeah. with a little poo sample and right. the vet goes pick with, through a, it. Yeah. with a prong and he's picking through and goes, yeah. oh, yeah, corn. Oh, yeah. Corn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, corn, you know, that's that's this. Oh, look, a little toy soldier. A that's toy soldier. Yeah. That's true. Little, yeah. yeah those uh-huh. are the kind of things they generally your, would Your find. mattress. Your <laughs> parts of your mattress. Yes. Look at that. Anyway. Neanderthals are vegetarians, <laughs> or at least they aren't vegetarians. They, but they, ate they had a mixed diet, shall we say? Thank yeah. you. And a fungus living in the soils of Nova Scotia could offer new hope in the pressing battle against drug-resistant germs that kill tens of thousands of people every year. They found out that this this uh, fungus uh, has a it's a molecule in the fungus known as AMA is able to disarm the drug-resistant pathogens that render carbapenem antibiotics, a class of drug similar to penicillin, ineffective. Oh, so in other words, yeah. there, there's some some bad bacteria out there, Good. and uh, so this there, fungus will help us apparently. Um, I'd like to say, for the record, there's a fungus among us. Oh, for God! That is able to actually maybe be of real value. It's now conclusive, Mike. Neonicotinoid pesticides are causing significant damage to a wide range of beneficial species and are a key factor in the decline of bees. Tell me about nicotinoid. Well, you know those things. They they have they they they're the things that have been destroying bees. It's similar to DDT. No, it's, right. That's that's what I meant. It's, okay, it's, yeah. it's a pesticide. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Scientists right. say the threat to nature is the same as once posted by uh, DDT. They it's uh, threat right. to nature. It's they 
uh, are blaming it for colony collapse disorder. Right, and, and right, which is destroying, it's destroyed about a third of the... So well, now we know it for sure. Kind of like saying sweet, you know? Yeah, well, you know, and yeah, that's right. To Yes, uh, we've been saying, we, you yeah. and I, here at Weekly Signals, have been saying for years... Neonicotinoids. Yeah, neonicotinoids were... Be careful of those guys. Yeah. And uh, Sunni militants. So what are we going to do about that? We now know what the problem is. Is Monsanto just going to stop making these things? Are they going to go, are they going to... Are they going to, uh, all the executives at, at just going to jump off a cliff? I'm, what do I hope they do better. All right. No, no. I, I, I suppose that uh, our good president will uh, shut down Monsanto. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. Because he's so good at doing those things. Yeah. yeah really Going matter. after the real bad guys. Yeah. Sunni militants have seized a new Iraqi town just an hour from the capital of Baghdad. Mm-hmm. So they're getting stronger over there. But, but uh, now we're talking about blowing them up. Yeah. We, we blow them real good with those drones if we get involved. Um, and, there, yeah, there's natural gas fields out there where yeah, there are there's, now. Yeah. And it's the latest in the north and west to fall under militant control, this town. In televised speech, the powerful Shia cleric Muqtaqda al-Sadar vowed to shake the ground underneath advancing Sunni, Sunni militants and yeah. expressed concern about foreign involvement right. in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, Sauter was uh, back maybe eight, ten years ago. He was considered one of the most significant, formidable threats to the United States. Yeah. And he's a Shiite. He's from Iran, or at least he has spent a lot of time in Iran, but Shiite nonetheless. And he does have the popular backing to be able to mount a real resistance to the yeah. Sunnis rebels. And by the way, this uh, ISIS, which is the umbrella organization that seems to be carrying out this offensive, is yeah. in charge of the offensive. This is more or less a reaction to the fact that Maliki, the prime minister of of Iraq, has been so favorable to the Shiites, to the exclusion of the Sunnis, that these people are gathering not in support of ISIS, but in reaction to Maliki's exclusion, excluding them from the political process. Yeah. That's a lot of it. They're looking at the second largest dam, too, ISIS is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, militants are already controlling a major dam up the Euphrates, so to speak. Yeah, they do. It's not good. Islamic militants have kidnapped 60 more girls and women and 31 boys from northeastern villages in Nigeria. Witnesses confirmed the abductions while security forces have denied them. The militant group Boko Haram has carried out near-constant attacks in the region, including the abduction of more than 200 schoolgirls in April. Of course, we all know that. Yeah. Syria is complete. Is completed the uh, handover of its chemical weapons. Yeah. We've been talking about that, so... That's yeah. cool, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, an Egyptian court sentenced three Al Jazeera journalists to serve seven and ten years in prison on terrorism charges. Yeah. The uh, the terrorism charges include spreading false news. I mean, we could put away Fox News like that <laughs> if, if if we could we just could, get them to they, move. They could to be terrorists Egypt, over Egypt, in, yeah. Yeah, in Egypt. Yeah, these are in support of Muslim brother, brotherhood. By the so way, they, you, that's you, what they're saying they did in spread the false news. Right. For. That's right. You, so you know, and yeah. I mean, this is exactly uh, these three journalists, and that's what they were journalists uh-huh. um, were from the network Al Jazeera, and they were reporting on yeah. the demonstrations at which people were upset over the fact that the Islamic Brotherhood had been ousted after being elected only several months earlier. Yeah. Uh, whether or not we agree with uh, with the Muslim Brotherhood is kind of beside the point. They were elected, and, and it was uh, only through a military coup that they were kicked out, and these people were reporting on it, and now they're going to spend... 
Yes, whether you agree with George Bush's second term or not, yeah, he was elected, so you're not allowed to do anything. No. Ukraine, Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. Mm-hmm. I love that name. Yeah, that's a big name. Yeah, Pet. Well, it's not so much big as uh, literate, you know, mm-hmm. or illiterate. Petro Poroshenko. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds like something that you'd, you know, put on top of a. Uh, Creme brulee. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. Would you like me to uh, to grind up some Poroshenko? And then you light you? it on fire. Yeah, and then you accounting for the petro. Anyway, he signed up a trade and economic pact. He signed up. Uh, with he's Europe. the Ukrainian leader, the new guy, right? Yeah, that's why I just said. No, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Make Ukrainian sure. President Petro Por- ah, Poroshenko okay. signed up to a trade and economic pact with the European Union, mm-hmm. saying it may be the most important day for his country since it became independent from the Soviet Union. It was the decision of his pro-Moscow predecessor, Viktor Yanukovych, Mm -hmm. to back out of the same EU association agreement in November that touched off massive protests in Ukraine that eventually led to Yanukovych's flight abroad, Russia's annexation of the Crimean Peninsula, and the ongoing tensions between Russia and Ukraine. That's right. Okay. The agreement drew an immediate threat of grave consequences from from Russia. Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Russia. Russia not happy, comrade. Yeah, and the, and this is this European is European Union. European Union. Happy. Now this is fine. I mean, I think that this is it's what fine. the people it's of okay. I, I believe the it's people. It's sweet, of, Mike. It's a sweet deal. Yeah. Uh, the only the, the fly in the ointment will be just how aggressively the Europeans or the NATO uh, alliance pursues a relationship with Ukraine. Yeah. That will upset the Russians enough to incur possible violent behavior on their part. Uh oh. Yeah. So. The U.N. said that the number of refugees from violence worldwide had reached more than 51 million and that nearly half of Syria's 22 million people were in urgent need of aid. This is the greatest, that's the wrong word, this is the largest migration of people since World War II that are now displaced around the world. The the number is over 50 million people now. Well, there's more people to be displaced, too. Right, right, right. Yeah, per capita, I don't know that it would be the largest displacement. That's that's a good point, but the the idea that you have, because of war, civil war, military incursions, sectarian violence, over 50 million people wandering the planet looking for somewhere to go. They're staying at their uncle's house. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that. I'm making that up. Yeah, I know we, you we are. Make, we make certain we know assumptions that. here. Yeah, we make we, we do make some certain assumptions, but that is uh, well, that's that's a lot of people. That is a lot of yeah. people. Barack Obama may be engaging in a war on coal, Mike. Oh, or God. coal, comma Mike, yes. with carbon regulations intended to shrink coal's share of energy production. But worldwide, coal is in its strongest position in decades. In 2013, enough coal was burned to meet. 30.1% of the world's energy demands, its highest share since 1970. Yeah. I find with these, uh, any kind of uh, energy sector, people start screaming loudly uh-huh. about how they're being persecuted and going to lose business. It's usually at, at a time when they're, when, when they're making a lot of money. Making a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, cold. In Germany, firefighters mm. freed an American student from a giant vagina. Excuse me? Squeeze me? Oh, a giant vagina statue. Oh. Firefighters freed an American student from a giant giant vagina statue. It was just kind of two blocks of, of stone that were Shaped. too close together. Uh. They didn't really, I mean, from what I know of vaginas, 
they didn't really look so much like a vagina as mm. it, it it implied. A yeah, vagina. it was okay. It was yeah. that's what art is. It's and, the implication. And, yeah, and, and this American student yeah. crawled inside. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing in there. Maybe he wanted to go back. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe he was Let's feeling see. warm and cozy in there. I don't know. Well, but he was. He got stuck. He got stuck. Yeah. And they had to pry him out. Yeah. Oh well. I think they used forceps. See, I, yeah. you know, we, there's a lot of ways to go with this story, but yeah, yeah let's try to try to keep Thailand's it, National Office of Buddhism mm -hmm. launched a hotline for complaints about unruly monks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Some crazy monks gone wild kind of stuff, yeah, huh? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> they're like, you know how that I got to know more. You can't leave me with just that, yeah. Nathan. Come on. Apparently, <laughs> there's unruly monks. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in Thailand. <laughs> you know, they're they're the opposition, I believe. Yeah. They, they, yeah know, that they, is true. They don't that like them true. over there that in Thailand. Yeah. I think uh, Thailand's a place where they have the happy omelets. Is that a vagina reference? No, no. They have happy omelets. Oh, okay. Over there. Okay. Yeah, they're the happy campaign. Okay. All right. I just thought maybe you were. And, and monks there. aren't really that happy. Okay. I mean, they're happy internally. But mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, Lenny Bruce was not a monk. Right. He wasn't happy. Either. No, he wasn't a very happy guy. No, no, let's see. For example, um, what? Uh, Daffy Duck wasn't a monk? Uh, who's ha I, who's, I can't think I, of anybody I, let's see, happy. Uh, yeah. Let's who's see. Happy? Who's a happy monk? Or not, yeah. Well, you know, the Dalai Lama, I don't know you call him a monk, uh, but he's a happy guy. Deputy Dog? Deputy dog, there you go. And I'm done with international. Wow. Yeah. But that just kicked me right in the head there. I didn't expect that. No, I'm fine. Well, one last thing. You know, the whole thing, this whole Rupert Murdoch blow up, screaming, uh, hair pulling match over there in England where yeah. they were half phone hacking. Uh, the parents of a, a dead girl, oh, yeah, or, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff. They were tied in with the uh, prime minister. Yeah, the, oh, the news was the, phone hacking into the dead girl's. Uh, parents to, so they who, could get who who got false hope because false hope that she might still be alive when the people at uh, the uh, what was the name of their freaking um, news of the world accidentally erased all of the messages on this girl's phone and the parents uh -huh. thought oh she's still alive because yeah, yeah look, she some, erased her messages she erased her messages and yeah. it turned out she was dead and they were hacking the phone plus they were tied into all kinds of political corruption I mean they were really bribing uh parliament and all kinds of things uh she apparently has uh was acquitted this would be rebecca brooks she was the former head of rupert murdoch's newspaper um unit in britain has been acquitted of phone hacking and bribery scandal trial uh, that rocked his empire um her former deputy andy colson who served as uh editor of news of the world tabloid uh, before coming in the prime minister's uh communication director has been found guilty of one count so all of this stuff this illegal activity one count out of all of it it's a bunch mm -hmm. of bull Sorry, rock that's my, it that's rock it. my empire Mike. Rock my yeah empire. anything go else go to hell no not you not me. okay and we're gonna we're gonna move on here yes. aren't we yes uh, yeah yeah let's go that's right Mahler. Yeah, that's right where you been guy where you been huh <laughs> yeah i know you've been out in the oh yeah i guess it had something to do with feces <laughs> yeah. yeah, picking through the feces. Secret stuff, Mahler. Secret. We got some secret stuff. The <laughs> Supreme Court ruled that police must obtain a warrant before searching the cell phones of people they arrest. Yeah, that's kind of secret. That's yeah. The ruling likely applies to other electronic devices such as laptop computers. Yada yada. The you know the unanimous nine to nothing ruling overturns the decision upholding the conviction of a California man sentenced to 15 years to life in prison after police pulled him over for expired vehicle tags 
found guns in his car, and then searched his phone. Data from that search was then used to tie him to a shooting. The ruling is being hailed as a major victory for privacy rights in the age of smartphones and also for people carrying guns in their car. And uh, Yeah. yeah. It, you know, the um, only, not so much. You know, it, it, I mean, people, the only bummer about that ruling is is that it's tied to something that, that will give the ammunition to the other side saying, yeah. oh, a convicted or, I mean, a guy who should have been, uh, who may have been responsible for the murder of someone yeah. got out. People have to understand that the system has to function in a way that is is just. <laughs> you can't just you can't just run roughshod over people just because. I don't know. I'm just going to stop. It just it's a it's well, a great it's a it's a good decision, but unfortunately, no. it's about. If he finds a gun in someone's car and he's carrying it legally, you can't. Yeah. You can't start busting into other things. Right. No, that's it. That yeah. that is it. And uh, you know, yeah. again. It's a, it's a little bit of the sausage making of justice. You know, this guy probably was responsible for some bad stuff, but... Also in, in secret stuff, CIA officers in Iraq have been largely hunkered down in their heavily fortified Baghdad compound since U.S. troops left the country in 2011. 2011 and current and former officials are saying that this is a... The once rich network of intelligence was then withering mm -hmm. because... CIA was just hanging out. They figured our work is done here. Mm -hmm. That accounts for uh, why the U.S. was caught flat-footed in the recent offensive by the Sunni-backed Al-Qaeda-inspired group that has seized a large swath of Iraq. That would be ISIS. And uh, this is a glaring example of the erosion of our street craft. That's what the CIA operations director John McGuire said. Mm -hmm. And our trade craft. Street craft and cr trade craft. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And our capability to operate in a hard place. The U.S. taxpayer is not getting their money's worth, according to yeah, McGuire. Yeah, it's, it's technology is the, is the remedy for all, every, everything, right? We, we can tap these uh, phones and all the rest and of it. And we just sit around. We just sit around and, yeah, yeah in, in air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also in secret stuff, the yep. German government is ending a contract with Verizon over fears the company could be letting U.S. intelligence agencies eavesdrop on sensitive communications. The New York-based company has for years provided Internet services to a number of government departments, although not the German security agencies, according to Interior Ministry spokesman Tobias Plate. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. More secret stuff? No, I'm done. You have some secrets? Oh, just this is, I thought that was pretty interesting. This yeah. is really very, very important. Uh, the uh, the case of the, uh, you know, oh, wait, no, you're going to cover it. Some other, You're going to cover it. Never Supreme mind. Court I just, stuff? Uh, I got a whole thing of uh, Supreme yeah, Court Yeah, I know. Stuff. You're going to cover it. Never mind. I, I know, know you are. Bother. I know you are. Ah, you're all guys. over it. You're all over it. It's time for the station ID, Mike. Mm. Or close enough. Yeah. You're listening to KUCI. Mother! You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. God, he's just been obnoxious yeah. today, hasn't he? Yeah. He just, is, he, is there something wrong besides know. his poop? I mean, is... Yeah. Uh, it's time for drones in the news, Baller. Time for drones. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, there we okay. go. I went a little better. Yeah, 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 yeah. The U.S. government released a memo that authorizes and just... Oh, the U.S. government released the memo that authorizes and justifies the killing of an American citizen with a drone strike after a long and hard-fought judicial battle to keep it secret. Yes. Yeah, the memo as the basis for the 2011 drone strike that killed Anwar al-Awlaki 
an American citizen living in Yemen who is accused by the U.S. of being a leader of the al-Qaeda offshoot in the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, the memo was written in July 2010 by David Barron, then the acting uh, chief of the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel. Mm. That's 2010. Mm-hmm. That's Obama's watch. Yes. 31-page document was released in response to a court order stemming from a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit by the ACLU and the New York Times. The Obama administration had fought to keep the memo under wraps. Yeah, and, by the way, yeah, yeah I mean... This, they, good. They release some information about the yeah. basis by which they make these decisions yeah. to move forward on killing American soldiers who without citizens, citizen, sorry, citizens without any kind of judicial process. This thing was so heavily redacted, who really knows what the justice, still to this day, do we understand what the basis yeah. of, there was a court case or two cited in this, yeah. which will give us some clue, but most of it, heavily redacted, is I think an understatement here. So, uh, it, you know, while it's a good thing, it's Heavily not. redacted is an understatement? I believe it well, is. What would you like to say instead of heavily? Sweetly redacted? Uh, no, 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 I don't know. Um... Very heavily redacted. <laughs> very, heavily very, redacted. very, very, very. I'm just saying. What, I'm just saying that there was not a lot of it, actual meat on this in this in this uh, memo yeah. to really give us a good, a full understanding of what this rationale is. Leads me to believe, personally, that if they were to reveal all of this, legal scholars would rip it apart like a pack of wild dogs. That's really what I think this is about. Well, and, and we'd be seeing a Supreme Court case about executive power. Yeah, exactly. You know? Also, drones were banned at America's national parks. Say what? Can't have a drone in a national park. Oh. They'd ban drones. Okay. A year-long Washington Post investigation revealed that 418 American military drones have crashed around the world since 2001. 418 American military drones have crashed. Wow. Yeah. What's worse, several others have simply vanished. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Vanishing drones. Vanishing drones. It's it's a, it could be a band name. Western oh, song. There you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Also, students at the University of South Florida will soon be able to check out drones from the campus library. Check them out. Yeah. Check, check you out. out. Yeah, yeah, I got a drone. Well, you have a library card, mm -hmm. and you, and you just check out a drone. Yeah. That's all there is to it. To what? And do you have to? Well, they think that it would help in the uh, architectural school, engineering, uh, filmmaking, stuff like that. So they're, uh, you know, have it in a library. Stalking your your the yeah. girl that you'd like to marry, that kind of thing. Also, thanks to Sheldon Abbott, Cure for the Blues, Monday at 10, a yacht in San Diego, California, went up in flames and a drone caught the dramatic scene on video. Wow. It's kind of cool because, you know, there's nothing better than watching a yacht burn as oh. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All that fiberglass going up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. i tell you. It's too bad for the guy. He got really upset because his $24 million yacht burnt, went up. You but, know, that you would know, yeah, that'd be, that'd be upsetting. Be a bummer. At yeah. the same time, you know, yeah. fiberglass. Yeah. Boats. Yeah. What's going on here? Probably saved us, in the end, a lot of fuel. Mm-hmm. Also, thanks to Claudia Shamba. Oh. Ask a leader, Tuesdays 9 to 10. Mm -hmm. If you present people with a new exciting technology, Mike, chances are they will use it to take photographs of themselves. Yes. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know that. Yes. I've I do. You, I've seen you do that. Oh, Among yeah. the first mainstream use for drones now, dronies. Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're calling it? Okay. Not a selfie. Yeah. A droney. 
there is a uh, Hexo Plus drone now. That's the, the name of a particular drone. It comes with the tagline, Your Anonymous Aerial Camera. And it's compatible with the GoPro camera and is built as an intelligent drone that follows you and films you autonomously. So you can you hook up to this drone and it'll just follow you around and take pictures of what you're doing. Nice. A competitor called the Air Dog. Yeah, yeah. The oh, Air wait Dog, a minute, Mauler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'd say. You know, he'd been working on. You remember when he was working on drones? Yeah. yeah. I think he's Air Dog. Yeah, Air Dog. Air Dog. Mauler. Get a good. Get an attorney. Get, get an attorney. Get get on this. Air Dog, Mauler. Get it. Come on. Get it. Go on. Do it. Get it. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, right, that's right. right. <laughs> I knew I could get him to do that. He's, yeah. He's anyway, the air dog treats a drone like a dog on a leash, tracking and following you wherever you go and snapping video and, and pictures of you as you do action sports nice. or whatever you're doing. Nice. You know, yeah, no. You don't I'm need to be doing action, but the idea is action sports. I suppose that's how they sell it, but you could right. be doing anything. Right. Right. I, we are, if nothing else, vain creatures, so why not? <sighs> now, domestically... In, at the Supreme Court, busy week for the Supreme yes, Courters. Yes, it was. The Supreme Court uh, largely upheld the Obama administration's limits on greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. Okay. In a seven to two decision, the court ruled the Environmental Protection Agency could regulate power plants and other stationary sources of greenhouse gas emissions as long as they already require permits for other types of pollution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they did that. That's that's okay. They did that. Tell us, is there anything it, it else they did? It effectively overturns about 10 fixed buffer zone laws from across the country. Yeah, so there. For what? But it offers a framework for more limited restrictions around clinic. Uh, oh, oh, no, what am I doing You skipped here? ahead there a yeah, little bit. Yeah, what, what's going on here? That's another one. Oh, I yeah, didn't see Yeah, it's another whole this. court. Yeah, another this whole is the court. one I want to talk about. Yeah, later. I know. I didn't bold that out. Uh-oh. That's all right. Let go ahead. Go here. The Supreme Court unanimous, unanimously mm-hmm. struck down a mass- Massachusetts law that banned protesters within... 35 feet of abortion clinics. is That's what I was talking about. Yes. I jumped ahead. Yeah, you did. And I had the wrong information there. Abortion cl- clinics, 35 feet, ruling that the law infringed upon the First Amendment rights of anti-abortion activists. Mm-hmm. The decision effectively overturns about 10 fixed buffer zones across the country. Mm-hmm. That's where I was, from San Francisco to Portland, Maine, but offers a framework for more limited restrictions around clinic demonstrations. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to make a comment on this? I just wanted to say that uh, that it is, I think most people who know anything about this issue would say that the people who are opposed to allowing abortions to be, uh, to be done are adamant and have done a lot of things, including um, resorted to violence to keep yeah. people from going into these clinics. And it's an extraordinarily emotional Situation, and, and I think having a buffer, having an area where who, if a woman wants to go into one of these healthcare clinics, she should be able to go through to it unimpeded. I wish the Supreme Court w- had the same sort of view of them, their building as they do about abor- uh, about healthcare clinics for women. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, but I think they made the right legal choice. I wish they would keep going and make more legal choices like that. So when say there's an inauguration of a president that's unpopular. They don't put the protesters in little zones. That's exactly where I was going. Yes, exactly. I'm all in favor of the decision. I think it was the right legal decision in this case because there are plenty of laws on the books that protect the safety of people in a a public space. And that's what this should be, Mm -hmm. not a a buffer zone ruling. Yeah. Uh, But but again, they're, they're... being very specific about what they're right, right. outlawing the buffer zone right. for at these uh, national conventions, Republican Democratic conventions, you have to 
you have to be you can be held miles from the actual event and told that this is the free speech zone. Yeah, you can't protest in front of the Supreme Court. So well, let's let's, see. let's I mean, apply if, the same if we're legal. That, let's see where this yeah, leads. Well, okay. Be, I okay. hope it leads into a place where that you can protest closer to the place that you're yeah. protesting. Right. The Supreme Court declared that area too. This is a decision that kind of uh, disappointed me quite a bit. The company that redirects broadcast TV send signals over the internet to your laptop, tablet, or phone is illegal. As a result, the company will likely have to shut down. It's a loss for consumers and, in the long run, perhaps a huge loss for a traditional TV business that wanted to kill Aereo. You know about this? Yeah, this is the one where you can get the the local network. You get your local program. networks. Uh, you can stream them. Yeah. Uh, a company set up an antenna. Right. And if you paid into it, they would buy an antenna. They would li li uh, literally buy an antenna for okay. you. They wouldn't necessarily use it, but they figured the only thing that you really weren't buying here was an antenna. Right. So they purchased antenna and then they broadcast this, the stream that you could get with an antenna yeah. in your local area to you. They didn't go national with it. You just had a, right. a you got your local stations, right. you could stream them. And that was deemed illegal, which is just so short-sighted. Well, especially by the, you know, by the, the companies that, that uh, brought this to the Supreme Court. Right. Because really, if you think about it, the advertising rates, if Aereo is streaming what you're broadcasting, you're getting more people watching. Yeah. The advertising then could be upped. They could charge more for their advertising rates. It could be more profitable for the business. I, like, I assume that these are cable companies that brought this suit. I, because yeah, it, it used to be, whole... for people who aren't old enough to know this, it used to be that you had an antenna on your roof or on the on your TV that allowed you to pick up local networks. Well, you still do. In fact, you can get for what it's worth. Uh, if you if you purchase a good antenna, uh -huh. then about 150 bucks, you can get about 60 channels. Is that right? Right here, oh. and and the signal is cleaner than a cable uh, signal oh, okay. because there's more bandwidth in the air. Well, and and I for me, this is the FCC. I mean, this the airwaves, by the way, are owned by the public. We sell airwave access to these companies. They are obviously trying to get them at a reduced cost, but we own them. This these are our airwaves, and I think that this is a yeah. an impediment to to that idea. Well, it's it's the old Napster thing. You know, it just shows how backward to, you know the uh, companies that are controlling our technology are with the technology they're controlling. They're not yeah, looking forward right. to the possibilities that can happen here. They're just trying to protect their property, which is, which they really aren't even doing. They're not even making the property more valuable. They're just right. shutting Pro the door and not letting people in. Nathan, program plug for film school. Be interviewing the director of a film on uh, Aaron Swartz, the, uh -huh. uh, the man who was responsible, co-founder of Reddit, man who committed suicide. But it was this was all about access to information. That's what his life work was about. Uh -huh. And this is part of, to me, that's part of this equation as well. Well. It is. Good enough plug. Yeah. Primaries were held Tuesday night in seven states. On the Republican side, Senator Ta 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 Thad. Thad, Thad Cochran of Cochran. Mississippi nearly defeated Tea Party challenger Chris McDaniel in a runoff capping a heated race. The difference maker may have been the state's African-American Democrats. Ahead of the runoff, Cochran urged black voters to vote in the primary in order to prevent a victory for McDaniel and his neo-Confederate views. Ne and that's right. He yeah. was a neo-Confederate. Well, good. I wish they would just break off. Yeah. I wish they would just break off from, from the rest of us and, and have their primitive waves. Again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
Go, Four of go McDaniel's supporters were arrested last month for a plot to break into a retirement home and take pictures of Cochran's bedridden wife. Yeah. Yeah, the race was seen as a key test of establishment Republicans trying to fend off Tea Party challengers following the defeat of House Majority Leader Eric Cantor earlier Nathan, in the month. Nathan, did you mention the, the margin of victory here? Is I it don't say? think I did. Go ahead. He won 51-49. Yeah, so it's a close race. <laughs> A lot, lot of neo contenders. I say good. Yeah. You go for it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just have your own little backward country down there. By the way, real quick, this Cantor thing, because this was the political earthquake, and I, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, about why Cantor lost. And I, I contend, that, you know, the, the, the popular uh, uh, analysis was that because Cantor was somewhat in favor of immigration reform, that's why he lost. He was Jewish. Okay, and I and he was also a target of all of these right wing radio hosts. Called him a rhino and this, that, and the other thing. I think there was some anti semitism in it, and I also think that he the the power of the low information voters' reaction to these idiots like Limbaugh and Levine and and the rest of them had a real impact on this race. And I think it's something to keep an eye on. New figures revealed by the Huffington Huffington Post show U.S. Immigration and Customs. Enforcement deported more than 72,000 parents of U.S.-born children last year, and like that. Mm-hmm. The plight of parents with American children has been a key subject in the immigration reform debate. 72,000 figure includes more than 10,000 deported parents with no criminal convictions. Yeah. Yada, yada. Yeah. At the same time, we got an infrastructure here. Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean? We got well, an... Well, we have to count on... We have to factor in immigration and if immigration is jumping way off the charts yeah. then our infrastructure has to account for oh, that yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. and true. if it can't if we don't have the monies for it right i and we have the money it's just locked up in the uh, uh you know the ceos yeah. of the of major corporations here but nevertheless we don't have access at, to that money so it makes immigration a little bit trickier than just saying you got to let the people in because they're free to come in. We've got to ask ourselves, why are they suddenly in mass coming to this country? Children coming, to, risking. These are seriously well, difficult I, I things. Part of it has to do with the fact when they're in, it makes it easier for the parents to come in. Well, some of them are coming here because exactly. their parents are here. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but also it is because the countries that they're predominantly coming from, El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, are in the midst of very uh, troubling, violent times. Yeah. And they're coming here. Because it's a way out as well. But th- these are all factors that come yeah, into okay. play. Here, and then, not one like factor. I say, again, it's, it, I don't think it's so much a matter of race as it's socioeconomic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, so it, it, it annoys me when race is brought into the picture rather than just, if you want to come into the country, then let's figure out how to raise enough money so that we can make it real. The fight for marriage equality picked up new victories with rulings against bans in Utah and Indiana. Yep. Uh, another story here brought to my attention by Claudia. The U.S. economy could suffer damages running into hundreds of billions of dollars by the end of the century due to climate change, according to a new study called Risky Business that was commissioned by a panel of business leaders and former government officials, including hedge fund billionaire Tom Thayer and former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg and former Bush administration Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson. This is what uh, Paulson said in it's worth just kind of yeah. listening to his metaphor. I have a fair amount of experience over my career in attempting to understand and manage risk, said Paulson, alluding to the 2008 financial collapse. 
Yeah. In many ways, the climate bubble. He called it the climate bubble. Is that what he yeah, called it? Yeah, is actually more cruel and more perverse. So at least businesses are, ruin, are realizing that climate change will have some kind of impact. They predict that by in this report, by 2050, between $66 billion and $106 billion worth of coastal property will be, low, be below sea level. Yeah. Extreme storms and hurricanes will likely cause damages exceeding $42 billion. Labor practice productivity outdoor work will have to be cut down because of the, the heat yeah and agricultural yields could plummet by as much as 70 percent yeah again yeah. Th- there is a lot of money people have to re- keep in mind a lot of money that is that is trying to stop global climate change global warming from happening the insurance industry is going to be wiped out unless they can get us to subsidize all their losses, which is always going to be, you know, in their back pocket. House Speaker John Boner is seeking House approval to sue President Obama for overstepping his authority. This is outrageous. The Obama Obama has angered Republicans with a sense of executive orders in the face of gridlock Congress. Well, you know, I understand that uh, what they're doing. I know outrageous is something you'd hear on KCR, Mm, uh, whatever whatever. you listen to, (laughs) KPFK. But it's 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 what you do. No. We would do the same thing if Bush were doing executive orders. That you know, if the Democrats were clogging things up the, about war, the or level whatever, the level of obstructing say, oh, it's, it's the government's great. ability to operate is yeah. uh, is worse than ever than I've ever seen it. True. I understand why. Uh, I agree. I agree. But the actual executive orders. And, and the response to them is fair game. Right. That's all I'm saying. All it's right. not outrageous. It's fair game. Well, it's, let's, it, let's sort it out it, now. Well, okay. I guess it, from a t- legal perspective, I agree with you. Yeah. Technically. I'm, I mean, that, it's, that's... It's the yeah. things that you but want to see uh, pass, like uh, no, it's not even that. lesbian, gay, by I don't uh, even care. I mean, it's not that. It's rights and yeah. things like that. No, yeah. it, it's that, that the whole... <laughs> Minimum wage is to un- undermine the ability of government to operate. That that is the part that is outrageous. And but in a sense, yeah, I, I mean, going it. against these executive orders is not undermining that. Right. At its general convention, the Presbyterian Church voted to divest from three companies it says supply Israel with equipment used in the occupation of Palestinian land. The companies are Motorola Solutions, Caterpillar, and Hewlett Packard. Presbyterians divest. Yeah, there you go. Pres- uh, Pennsylvania Methodist minister who was defrocked six months ago mm-hmm. after officiating at his son's same-sex wedding, that's why I bring this up, we talked about it, mm-hmm. won an appeal to have his religious credentials restored. This is Reverend Frank Schaefer, who had been uh, suspended and defrocked after a jury of Methodist pastors convicted him of violating church law. You know, de- being defrocked sounds kind of fun to me. I don't know. I you know, just sounds fun. I know it wouldn't be if you're a minister and all that, but the defrocking part sounds like you know it could be a board game. <laughs> could be. A United Nations panel has voiced concern over Detroit's mass shutdown of water to city residents behind on their monthly bills. Since March, the Detroit Water Authority has cut the water taps out of around 3,000 residents per week over uh, unpaid bills. A 12-year-old Ohio boy trespassing inside an abandoned house discovered a mummified corpse hanging from a belt. Just I'd throw that in at the no, end. No, that, was, that yeah. was, wow, where'd yeah. that go? I don't know. It was just hanging there, so yeah. I thought I'd read yeah. it out. Okay. But anyway, United Nations, Detroit. Yeah, they're, they're actually saying that this is a violation of human rights to cut off water yeah. to people. How did that get in there? 
It's but funny uh, how these little little news things. You can read news as if you can just put different sentences together. Mm-hmm. It could be what, what, what they call that, you know, Mad Libs, cut and paste. Yeah, not Mad Libs. Good God! Isn't that what that is? Now it's talking about sentences. You could cut and paste the sentence. Isn't that what cut and paste? I mean, no, Matt, no, that's not no, it. No, that's no, not no, it. I've no, got I was wrong. thinking about what William Burroughs did, and I can't come up with the name no. of it. But he didn't invent Mad Libs. Okay. Oh, you're saying you're saying it like William Burroughs invented Mad Libs? Yeah, did he? Do, I had no idea he For did God's that. God's sakes! I didn't know that. Employees at the Orange County Register uh, received an unsettling email from corporate headquarters this year. This happened a while back, but I just wanted to touch on it. The owner of the newspaper Freedom Communications was writing to request workers consent to take out life insurance policies on them. Oh yeah, and I, you know, I just think it's kind of fun. It's becoming a, a rage now in the business community. They, they don't, they're taking out life insurance to benefit themselves because mm-hmm. there's a good return, and they know their employees are going to die. Yeah, it makes good sense corporate wise. So they're going to they're going to get yeah. the money from the life insurance policy. Is yeah. that the deal? Uh-huh. When you. It wow. seems fair to me. It, I've taken one out it, on you. Uh, you know, you're not going to benefit. I'm going to benefit. Yeah. What's the harm? What's the harm? Is there, really? There's absolutely no limit to to people desiring to exploit other people. There's really um, no. There's no kind of well. That seems <laughs> well. You know. Yeah, that's right. I'm in the mood to exploit Mahler right now. Mahler? Yeah. Mahler's been quiet. Yeah. Do you have, do you have anything else? Because I'm just about ready no, to, well, let's to do read it. the... Go, 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 go. Go, go? Are you kidding me? Yeah, really? Go, go. Yeah. Listen to Mahler. He's going He's going at it. No, he is. Really. Yeah. We'll let, we'll let Mahler talk about what he has to say, because he does have... He has a story he'd like to talk about. Does yeah. he? Yeah. And he's doing it right now. Anything uh, wait, else, Mahler? Is it... Yeah. Anything uh-huh. at all? You got it. That's it. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, He's yeah. got something else. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that just about does it. And all right. finally, all right. theoretical chemist and Royal Society fellow David Glowacki. David Glowacki. Theoretical chemist and Royal Society fellow. So he's over in England. David Glowacki was ejected from a performance in Bristol, England, of Handel's Messiah, for attempting to crowd surf. Okay. He's he's crowd surfing during the Messiah. Oh, okay. I like that because it makes kind of a, a, a crucifix yeah. type of thing going on. Yeah, it's a messiah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. David was investigating the nature of the rules, said the artistic director. 